This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome into the Inside Carolina UNC football recruiting podcast featuring Don Callahan. And as always, I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by the man himself, Don, Donnie Scoops Callahan, coming off a big Thanksgiving break. What's up, Don? Not too much. How was your Thanksgiving in the Bahamas, right? Uh, yeah, I spent Thanksgiving alongside Greg Barnes, Jim Hawkins and his lovely wife, and Tommy and his family, we all got together for a Thanksgiving meal, and I covered a game that day with Greg and Tommy and Jim. So, uh, well, how how is how yeah how is uh, Thanksgiving dinner with with that crew? What's that like? I mean, it was like a normal meal. The it, it was kind of a long story. The place we went uh, ran out of their turkey dinner. We were all going to get, so we ended uh, up getting like have to order off the normal menu, and it was a whole thing because it was kind of expensive. It wasn't that good, but. That's all right. It was great to, uh, I mean, Bahamas was amazing. It was cool. Fun trip. How was uh, the in-laws and the your your parents and all that stuff? Well, it was good. My um, father-in-law, he left before Thanksgiving, but my parents were here, which is always good because uh, since they live in Philadelphia, I only see them a couple times a year. And we also had a um, family, a friend's family join in with our Thanksgiving ceremonies. My my wife did an unbelievable job. I learned, I guess I learned a couple of years ago just to kind of just stay out of it as much as possible. So she, she picked the menu. She made the majority of the stuff. And I just cleaned up and everything ran smoothly. It was great. Food was good. And we had a good time. Good stuff. What was the best, uh, what was the best dish? Ooh, you know, um, this is going to surprise you. It was a um, green, green bean cra- uh, casserole. There you go. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's not definitely that doesn't fit into the Don category of things that Don likes, but um, it was really <laughs> good. And I, I enjoyed that in the God, I think we still have leftovers, but um, in the three or four days afterwards, eating it for lunch every day. And it was very good. There you go. There you have it. Do you have a close relationship with your parents? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we um, we obviously <laughs> don't see each other a whole lot, but uh, I mean, I definitely we, we speak multiple times a week. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. Text or phone? Mostly phone, but my you know my parents obviously are old, and how so old are they? they are. How old are they? I think they're in their late fifties. I think that's young, dude. Maybe I'm wrong on their age. Late fifties. I'm trying. My dad's right. seventy-two. No way. Yeah, I mean, I, my parents are a little bit older for my age, but they weren't like crazy old. And I'm an older right, brother. Let me let me do. There's no way me, your parents are late fifties. I mean, you're yeah. thirty eight. You're thirty seven. I'm thirty eight. They are fifty nine because they had me when they both were twenty one. There you have it. Jeez. But they both. Um, hey, everybody has a different path. Yeah, 
But uh, yeah, they both aren't the. Um, I mean, they, they de- definitely text. My my dad actually is legally blind. This is, I guess, breaking news. <laughs> Why'd you laugh at that? I it's just like you're getting <laughs> very personal information here on the podcast. Yeah, so there's that. That kind of adds. I mean, he's very he's very cool about it. I mean, and he that's just he can see. He just has lost his sight. Um, like I don't know, maybe like five, 10 years ago. Uh, and my mom, like, even, does he wear glasses? Or is he, like, what's the deal? No, I mean, they actually don't know. Like, like he had his sight um, perfectly fine. And then it just started to kind of um, lessen, um, you know, throughout the years. And the way he describes it, is he, he says he can see stuff, but he can't make out details. So, yeah. but I mean, he, his phone is all set up to where he can like, you know, speak into it i mean we can do this too where you can like speak into it and text people or whatever but you know how those things are and he can't check it so sometimes (laughs) i get some of the strangest text messages from him oh it's hard it's hard to make it a perfect sentence it kind of sucks you always have to go in and edit if you do talk to text oh yeah absolutely so and then as far as my mom is concerned even though she's always been involved with computers throughout her work she's like she's always has all these problems with technology it's crazy but yeah all right well a little too much information there for our listeners but a little (laughs) insight into don's family and very young parents i mean my my dad's 72 and my mom is six late 60s i believe really that surprises me yeah i mean you must have real i mean real young parents growing up yeah i guess (laughs) okay (laughs) all right let's get right into it uh we, we were off last week uh for the holiday break and we're back this week we are what I guess we're two weeks away from National Signing Day. Yeah, uh, a week from recording now on Wednesday, and it'll be two weeks from this Wednesday. I believe Don will be heading down to to uh, Charlotte for Trenton Simpson's announcement. Is that yes. correct? Is, it, is that is that okay to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it actually ends up being like a really crazy, not full week, but um, just I guess five, six, seven days or so um, with the the North Carolina high school championships that Saturday. Um, the Shrine Bowl uh, is the is a Saturday after the um, signing day, but because for those who know, I mean, we we don't we don't really do it. We, we cover the Shrine Bowl, but we get most of our information from going to the practices, and that actually starts before signing day. So I'll be dealing with that stuff, and then obviously we have signing day, which yes, I will be down. Well, the plan right now is for me to be in Charlotte. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's he'll be one of the top, if not the top. Um, signee from North Carolina with this class. So so inside Carolina has got to be there. Okay. Uh of course. Yeah. And then uh yeah, so I think looking at your scoop and kind of reading the tea leaves and the message boards, we came up with kind of two main topics today. And that is the recruitment of UNC commitments, Clyde Pender, a defensive tackle out of Florida, and the quarterback commitment Jacoby Criswell out of Arkansas. And those are kind of two recruitments that they're they're looking elsewhere a little bit. They're saying all the right things, but they've made some, I think at least Pinder's made a visit to Florida. So we'll jump right into that. And these are two big I mean, if you lose your quarterback commitment this late in the game, obviously a huge deal. And Pinder, I mean, he might be a guy who could contribute kind of in a backup role next year, uh, because UNC's losing so much and they've they kind of have a little gap in their defensive tackle recruiting because of some guys who left the team. Let's start with Pinder, uh, six foot, 303 pound, kind of defensive tackle out of Armwood High School in Sefner, Florida, which is a Tampa Bay suburb. Don, he visited Florida, was it last weekend? 
Yeah, for the for the Florida State game. Yeah, your volume just went way up. You wrote an article about him Monday. Can you kind of just tell us what's going on with him and what our listeners and, and, and subscribers should expect with his recruitment uh, right now on Wednesday? All right, so a couple of weeks ago, Florida offered him. And there were some rumors that Florida was his dream school. That's not the case. Uh, he's told me multiple times that, that he doesn't know where that came from. He does have family members who are big Florida fans, but he isn't one of them. Um, and so, coincidence or not, he was or he was going to spend that weekend following Thanksgiving, which is this past weekend, with his uh, his aunt and uncle. And they just so happen to be huge Gator fans. And as just kind of, you know, taking full advantage of um, his situation as a recruit, wanted to take his uncle, who's a huge Gators fan, to um, to the Florida State-Florida game. And, you know, for recruits, when they visit, they they don't only just go and sit in the stands beforehand. They go and talk to the coaches, tour the facilities, that sort of stuff. For anyone, it doesn't matter what – school they root for to be able to provide that sort of opportunity for someone who's a huge fan of a particular school that that's awesome so i completely understand clyde's thinking at least what he's saying um but it is alarming that um to have a guy like that uh visit you know school like florida that's so close um and so anyway so coming out of that visit you know he's now a little bit more openly saying hey i want to take official visits that, of course, is something that North Carolina doesn't want to happen. Uh, he has his UNC official visit scheduled for this coming weekend. And the goal with that and also with the um, the in-home visits this week and next week are to kind of talk him into uh, not taking any more official visits and signing in December. And that's the other mm-hmm. other aspect of it is that he um, he wants to push his, his uh, signing to February, which would just completely, I guess, uh, complicate the whole situation and opens the door for a lot more schools to jump in after um, after the December signing day. So d- does he want to sign in February? Yeah, that's that, that's what he wants to do right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is not looking good for the Tar Heels, in my opinion. Kind of outside looking in type deal. Not, not wearing UNC shades or Carolina Blue sunglasses. You got a guy in Florida... Dude, he had to grow up a Florida fan, you know? I mean, like, he didn't grow up a Carolina fan. I'll tell you that right now. He he grew up a <laughs> well, Florida, from what Florida I, State. From what I was told, he grew up a Clemson fan. Okay. Yeah, but there's always, you know, your friends, family that are a Florida fan. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, yeah. like, I mean, hey. I grew up in Greensboro. I, I kind of grew up a fan of all the ACC schools because my dad was at Georgia Tech. So all the schools are kind of attracted to me. And, man, Florida's kind of rolling as well. They had a good year. That's tough. And if, man, two – if he doesn't – sign in in december that's two full months unc has to try to lure him back to to kind of the good graces of the tar heels and, and yeah and, and sign with the unc and the thing too that i think hasn't been brought up a whole lot is that what we have seen with the early signing period the last two classes is that the game just completely changes in January because now you have these schools who have these needs that they absolutely need to be met and the talent pool is just completely drained. So recruits who normally wouldn't be these high profile guys and, and be coveted so much by um, all these schools are now these, you know, being just completely blown up and bombarded with, um, with schools. And so 
you know, additional schools are going to jump in because I mean, he's a, you know, he's an all American nose tackle and uh, you know, it just, it really, it will get a lot more dicey if he does not sign in, in December. I love his profile picture. It's like a all American Jersey written old English with a white button down shirt, collar sticking out and a gold chain. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, Okay, so I mean, what do you do? You think the UNC staff can can make all that happen? This is this weekend. He's taking an official visit with two other UNC players. Um, Caden Baker is one of them. Looking at it right now, Caden Baker and DJ Jones are taking their official visit this weekend. Whereas the big official visit weekend for all the other commitments and potential signees is the December thirteenth weekend. Do you think UNC can can make that happen, or what what's going on in that room when you have um, obviously, the offensive line coach uh, Tim Brewster and Mac Brown kind of sit this guy down and telling him what they want and need from him, um, and, and kind of making it all happen at once. Yeah, it's 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 going to be difficult, and I never, I actually never asked or, or try to look into why he's officially visiting this weekend as opposed to that big official visit weekend. Now I know that DJ Jones and Caden uh, Baker had scheduling conflicts, that's why they moved theirs up, um, but. If he doesn't have some sort of conflict for that that December 13th weekend, that leaves that weekend open, which is really kind of dangerous to have that weekend open right before signing day, especially with Florida kind of, um, you know, breathing down North Carolina's neck. Uh, But to answer your question, um, you know, it comes down to really it's not just convincing Clyde. According to my conversation with Clyde, you also have to convince his parents that this is probably not the best thing you do to visit other schools you play the whole, we commit to you, you know, we expect, you know, you commit to us, we commit to you. So we expect you to be committed to us sort of thing. And, and then um, just, you know, when you talk about how bad that looks for, you know, a guy who's recruiting for them to be visiting other schools, all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's, it's definitely possible North Carolina could lock him up this weekend and not have anything to worry about, but, you know, he could easily come out of this weekend and, and say, Hey, I still want to take all my, my official visits. And he hasn't taken any, so he could go. He could take four more official. Well, visits, he took correct? he took one in in June to Pitt, just before he committed to North Carolina. So he has, but you know, he has after the North Carolina one, he'll have three, which is which is plenty to um to kind of rock this boat. Yeah, I'm gonna. God, I think it's leaning. He's not going to sign with UNC. Yeah, because I mean, if you light, yeah, if, light up the message board. Yeah, if. If UNC doesn't get this locked down, and it's it's going to be tough. If, if he doesn't sign December, it's going to be tough for them because they don't have an official visit to use in in January. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, now he did make two, or he made multiple visits to North Carolina, but in, during the season he made two on his own dime, so he's able to do it. But I know that for that second one. Um, you know, it was very difficult for him to figure out the travel logistics. And for anyone who's done that sort of travel, it's not easy. I think he said when he drove, he drove the first for the first game that he went to North Carolina. It was like 12 hours, and he said it just completely wiped out him and his parents. Um, so, he, you know, in the effort to return for the week the following weekend, or for the game the following weekend, um, they were like, you know, we got to figure out some sort of um, airfare situation. And, and they were able to. Um, but I don't know if it's going to be that easy in in January and that's really 
the best way to combat some of these official visits um, that, that could potentially happen in January. Yeah, for sure. And um, God, I mean, Florida's so close. I mean, what's a two hour drive? Less than that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. I mean, for his, I mean, comparing those drives, like you, you say it when um, in-state guys look elsewhere, like uh, Trenton Simpson, Auburn or other players out of state, they, they, get that drive in they realize that man that's tough for my parents and family and friends and coaches to do that um so i mean ugh, you can see some odds stocked against them all right we'll definitely follow up on that uh in the next podcast as things develop obviously clyde pinder a um a three star see three star yeah, yeah three, three star, star but a, a, very, a very talented highly desired big kind of college ready defensive tackle out of florida uh, he's looking elsewhere, commits his committed to UNC, remains committed to UNC right now, official visit this weekend. When we get back from this break, we're going to talk about another UNC commitment in uh, Jacoby Criswell. But first, I want to talk about Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. They are our loyal and dedicated podcast sponsors right on Franklin Street and online at the touch of your fingers, GiantT-Shirt.com. Get all your Christmas shopping, getting taken care of at one stop. I like to do that. I like to go one place, knock it all out, and, and be done with it. You can do that online at giantteacher.com and on Franklin Street if you come in town for the Ohio State game um, this this uh, tonight or another uh, basketball game coming up. Stop there. Get all your stuff. Use the 10% off promo code found on the Tar Pit and UNC Basketball message boards right here on InsideCarolina.com only for premium subscribers. Johnny T-shirt and Johnny T-shirt.com. Get all your gear squared away for the Christmas and holiday season. All right. Jacoby Criswell. I don't know which one's more important, Criswell or Clyde Pinder, but um, this one may, may seem a little more clear. Criswell was offered by Auburn. He's getting more interest from Arkansas. He remains committed to UNC. Don, uh, kind of take over here. I mean, to, he's a four-star. Six foot, two hundred eighteen pound, dual threat quarterback out of the state of Arkansas. What's going on with him right now with his uh, with his commitment to UNC? Yeah, I, I think his seems a little bit, um, I think, better for North Carolina, I guess. Um, but uh, to answer your initial question about the which one's worse, I, I think this is worse, and um, and just because you know you need to have some quality depth behind. Sam Howe, because injuries definitely happen at the quarterback position. And then also you want to have um, quality players in the pipeline for when Sam Howe leaves. And so, you know, going if, if UNC goes into next season with the same quarterback depth chart, it, it could be it could get things could get crazy if uh, something happens to Sam for even a couple of games. So I think that's more uh, that's that's more important than a defensive tackle. Um, with that said. As far as his situation, you know, Auburn offered him, I guess, God, uh, my days are running together. So what, like a month or so ago, I guess now. And um, he, he hasn't made any visits as far as I know since that offer, um, but definitely has been talking to Auburn and also Arkansas, which doesn't have a coach, which makes it kind of strange. And you kind of wonder, though, you know, based off what Arkansas does at its head coach, how much of that might affect things. For for um, Chriswell, uh, he gave me one interesting quote when I, I spoke to him about a week ago. Was that he said his you know his dream was always to represent his flagship university of of, of his uh, of his state, um, 
And, uh, but he said that that never really, I guess, uh, happened. And I think a lot of that was because the prior coach uh, immediately took an, a commitment from his son. That's obviously not, not um, the case anymore because that, that quarterback has since decommitted from Arkansas for obvious reasons. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I think this, um, this is one of those things where I think we got to watch next, I guess, basically a couple of weeks to see what happens if he does end up making visits. He's scheduled to take his official visit that big weekend of um, December 13th, which I think is a good thing because it's right before signing day. He initially, his original plan all along was to sign in December and enroll in January. He has almost completely backed off of signing of enrolling in January. And now he's kind of iffy on whether he wants to sign in December. So just like Pender, UNC wants to get this kid signed in December and and really has to kind of, hold, you know, I guess, hold off any potential um, visits this coming weekend. And they could do that, bring him and his family in for the official visit for, on December 13th. I think the chances are pretty good that they can lock him up and um, convince him to sign on uh, December 18th. So – Arkansas is recruiting. Like, who's recruiting in Arkansas? Just the the staff that's still there. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's ba- all. Go ahead. It's, ba- it's basically a headless staff at right right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Auburn are they still recruiting pretty heavily too? Yes. So they okay. they sent a not this past Friday, the Friday before Malzahn and a couple of coaches went to his uh, playoff game. Uh oh. And that's a lot closer than. Um... Then UNC is to Arkansas. Interesting, because, I mean, yeah, I get the whole in-state thing, but they don't have a head coach right now. There's been some rumors they're going to hire Lane Kiffin, but who knows what's going to happen there. And then Auburn, obviously coming off a big win over Alabama in the Iron Bowl, and you got Malzahn at your game, wanting you. That's That's got to be intriguing as well. What's he kind of saying? I mean, is there anything – remember he said nothing to worry about in that, that, that text he sent you? Yeah, yeah he's, saying, he's saying all the – well, for the most part, he's saying all the right things. But every time he says something, he seems to always have, mm. you know, an, an exit door just mm. in case, you know. And and we kind of went through, I think, the last podcast, uh, which was a couple of weeks ago, we went through a couple of the quotes and highlighted certain things that, that he said that were, were kind of, you know, just, you know, I guess not 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 putting them in a corner sort of thing, um, which is always kind of dicey. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, it's it's, it's really going to be a situation to see what happens this weekend. It's going to be important, um, and then really watching what happens at Arkansas. And I would imagine Arkansas has got to hire a coach pretty soon. I mean, they've they haven't had a head coach for a few weeks now. Well, yeah, and this is when all the hiring is going to happen for teams that are going to make a bowl because this is Mac Brown was hired a week ago, almost last year, December uh, November twenty seventh, I believe. So, I mean, with with National Sign Day two weeks away. The hires have this week or this weekend. Some teams have coaches, prospective coaches, coaching in championship games. Like I think Florida State's going after the Memphis coach mm-hmm. and they're at Nor- Norvell and stuff. So maybe that's why the delay. But there's got to be more news happening. UNC did well last year in just getting that done so early. Yeah, and that's uh, so important. And, and we've talked about this before in the podcast. But you know, you have such a small window now with the early signing period that. You know, you need to get yeah. your your guy in, and yeah, North Carolina did a great job by getting Mac in almost immediately. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So interesting situation there with Arkansas and Alabama and Jacoby Criswell. Um, you ever take a step back, Don, and, and like think about that we're sitting here doing a podcast about these seventeen, eighteen year old boys <laughs> and their college decision? 
all the time, especially when uh, <laughs> the fact that the that I I I don't know how many people I follow on Twitter, but yeah. the vast majority of them are high school boys, which <laughs> you know I when you say uh, boys, it makes me sound creepy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's well, just funny, it's, like we're 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 literally doing a podcast, grown men doing a podcast, talking endlessly about the decision of a of a seventeen year old kid and where he's going to make his college decision. Yeah. That's your job. It is, yeah. You know, I did it. I did it for three or four years. You take the good with the bad with it, but yeah, I mean that's that's probably one of my least favorite parts of it. The uh, the Twitter following and um, and all that, and then you see someone tweet something, and you think, oh, is this college related? No, it's about his ex girlfriend. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, God, recruiting man. For those who are a little inside the biz here, for those who are listening, maybe casually into recruiting. I mean, it is what Don does. I did it for two, three years for 24-7 sports. I mean, you're constantly texting these kids, especially more like maybe earlier in the fall. It's, it's narrowed down a little bit now, would you say, Don? But yeah. um, like when there's well, a ton, when there's, they don't have a stat class. There's like only a couple commitments. You're still, there's tons of things happening. I mean, you're texting these kids every day and then you're trying to get these interviews. And so you have to like schedule it during times, be by your phone, make sure they call you, make sure you're available. Because you can only get a, you, want, you want to get the interview so fast after a commitment after a visit and sometimes i mean you only have kind of one shot to get it or it's too late yeah and or maybe they're only available during a certain amount of time yeah and the one thing i'll throw in there is that there's so much overlap with the classes now that even though i mean really i'm only focused on for the 2020 class i'm focused on a handful of guys even including if you include chriswell and, and pinder um but like especially for this column we haven't even talked about you know, and we and I don't expect us to with for the weekly scoop is I broke down where all of the twenty one offered the guys that North Carolina has offered where they have went this season. And that was you talk about texting guys, man. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of verify, make sure that they've made it to this visit and that visit. I mean, I keep up with them and I have an idea and I have a running list for all of these guys on where they're going, but you want to double check because sometimes you know how these things are. I mean, there's no shows, transportation falls through, that sort of thing. Or at the last minute, they go somewhere and they didn't let me know, you know. So, yeah. So, it's been um, putting that column together. There was a lot of lot of work that uh, that went on. Yeah. And then it's not, even, not only the players are texting. I mean, you've gotten coaches. You know, sometimes yep. you get a parent that can really help you out or a coach can really help you out. And then, of course, sources around the program and whatnot. I mean, any more so that can kind of help you figure out what's going on is, is super valuable. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little inside the biz there. That's what we do here on the Don Callahan Football Recruiting Podcast. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to wrap the show up with um, a look at the official visits coming up for UNC and, of course, our top five. And we'll, of course, preview the top five for next week. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a dude average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing. And we're back on the Don Callahan Inside Carolina UNC Football Recruiting Podcast. Quickly, Don, official visits coming up. Can you just kind of give us a preview of what's going on? I know there's three this weekend, and the big one's December 13th. 
what's going to happen on these visits? What's going on? What, what can our listeners kind of expect? Kind of inside an inside look at what, what's going to happen there. Yeah. So as you mentioned, you know, we, we talked about the three guys officially visiting this uh, this coming weekend. Everybody else, with the exception of AJ Beattie, um, uh, Kendrick uh, Kedrick, Bigley Jones, and Miles Murphy, who took official visits in in June. Everybody else will be officially visiting the weekend of the thirteenth. There could be. Do you name the name of three this weekend, just to make sure we have it all set up. Three this weekend are Caden Baker, DJ, and DJ Jones, and Clyde Pender are officially visiting this okay. weekend. Um, and then everybody else is the weekend of the thirteenth. Um, as of right now, we don't have any other you know uh, recruit X's out there uh, for those who've been on the message board for a long time. Nothing like that. Could there be someone that pops up the last minute? Absolutely. That's not the plan for the most part. UNC is kind of just tying a knot on this on this class. But really, for the official visits, it's it's kind of almost like um, the way it has become nowadays for the commits. It's almost kind of like a celebration of you know reaching the finish line. You know, it's not more about selling the program anymore. It's more about building bonds with the with the team, with um, your your current class members, and with the coaches. Um, you know, spending some time with your family because obviously they get to enjoy it. And really just spending a weekend in Chapel Hill, eating a lot of really, really good food um, and not having to pay a single dime. Um, so, like I said, I think as a celebration more than anything else, this is not they're not trying to sell these kids. These kids have been committed for a long time and will be signing a couple of days after leaving Chapel Hill. Do you know where they go out to eat on these official visits? I know the, the school the school is kind of rotated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they rotate it. Um, been fifty four is, is a place they go to sometimes. I mean, there's so many, and then they change it all up. So I, I don't, I couldn't tell you with a hundred percent certainty where they'd be going. But I mean, you know, it's 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 a lot, and, and some of it too is is they allow the 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 player host to kind of decide this sort of thing. So it's you know, a lot of places in Chapel Hill. Let's just say that. Very good. That's the scoop you get from Don Callahan. Did not know. All right. Um, good stuff. So that's important. I mean, obviously, the biggest one is Clyde Pinter this weekend. Jacoby Criswell following weekend, as Don said. The Jacoby Criswell one is timed well because it's a week before signing day. He'll get a chance to kind of get the love from UNC and feel like he's part of this team, part of the class with all the other commitments. I think that's important. When you kind of start building those bonds, it's harder to not sign and, and not commit. Um, the Pinder thing will be interesting as well. Um, I'm sure everyone will be waited for Don's scoop immediately after Clyde Pinder's um, official visit this weekend. All right, Don, let's get into it. Top five. So the top five for next week, listen up, is going to be your top five Christmas movies. We did top five sports movies this week. We're going top five Christmas movies next week. Um, whatever you define as a Christmas movie, I know it's going to be number one for me. I have a Ooh. personal favorite, but uh, we'll get into that time. We'll probably do maybe another a Christmas-themed one as well later on, but we'll do top five Christmas movies. We're now going to get into our top five sports movies, and we both found this kind of hard. You kind of look up some movies, kind of jog your memory, and uh, we both found it very challenging. Let's go through some of our listener submissions. How many did we get, Don? We got a meaty six. I have one that I definitely want okay. you to read. Okay, let's it, read them all. Let's go through it quickly. Okay. Well, I you want go you first. To, you. I want you to read the second to the last one. So, all Ding right. Dong. So, 
<laughs> so you read first, and then that way it should it should, it should automatically kind of work out. Okay. Of course, we uh, t- submit, email Don, uh, message Don on, on Twitter, or on a private message on Inside Carolina. All right, Noah from Korea. Always read it as North Korea, but it's Noah from Korea. Chariots of Fire, Cool Runnings, Dodgeball, Happy Gilmore, Talladega Night. So he took most of those are, are comedies. Um, and he said, oh, wait, is surfing a sport too? Point Break. Point Break is that um, those, those bank robbers and Keanu Reeves movie. Great movie. All right, go ahead. All right, Dale, who always uh, submits from Waxhaw. Number one, Field of Dreams. Number two, Dodgeball. Number three, Rudy. Number four, Caddyshack. And number five, A League of Their Own. And, and Caddyshack won a, um, I'm sorry, League of Their Own won a coin flip with White Man Can't Jump. Mm. There you go. All right, Brent from Gilbert, Arizona. Bad News Bears. My grandmother liked Watcher Watcher Mouthhouse. So we watched this a lot growing up. Sandlot, Rocky, Remember the Titans, and Rudy. He said Rudy came out the year he started playing school football. Good timing. All right, so I have <laughs> John Doe from Venus. We have uh, number five, Field the of Dreams. Venus? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. We got aliens <laughs> submitting. Uh, <laughs> the field of dreams. The way it did. Uh, the natural days of thunder, necessary roughness, and oh, necessary roughness and uh, oh, I'm sorry. Number one is tied. Rudy and the longest yard for number one. Number I haven't even heard of necessary roughness. Um, I remember it. I think it was like in the nineties. Um, I think I've seen it, but it's not memorable. Yeah, actually, I I'm reading his John Doe's list from Venus. I, I wouldn't put any. <laughs> Rudy's okay, but I won't put any of those. Uh, John Doe from Venus. We got an alien <laughs> listening to our podcast. <laughs> got a big old green head. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, <laughs> we got. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> just, just, read, just read the list. Oh, man. Oh, man. Cried over here. All right, sorry. We got, we got Dean Dong from Orange County, California. Dean Dong. Uh, one. We... I think that's his real name. All right, number one, we are Marshall. Dean <laughs> Ding dong laughed. <laughs> ding dong cried. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. God. All right. He said ding dong laughed. Ding dong cried. Uh, Rocky four. Number one, if Drago didn't wear the NC State unitard, what's that all about? Number three, Wildcats. I've never heard of that. Ding dong. Just can't get that closing song out of his head. Field of Dreams. Number four, I want to have a beer with Shoeless Joe Jackson. He's the baddest mofo in sports. And five, remember the Titans. Sunshine was from California. Unfortunately, so is Ding Dong. All right, you're last. All right, last one. Tim from Mars. Um, Remember the Titans. (laughs) (laughs) The replacements, Varsity Blues, Secretariat, Moneyball, and honorable mentions, Tin Cup, Rocky, Blindside, Major League, Talladega Knights. Yeah. All right. Honorable mentions, I get it. It was tough to have. All of it in uh, in five, but it's kind of cheating. You just name you just name ten. Might as well be top ten, Tim from Mars. We got two aliens <laughs> in our podcast. 
All right, Don, let's go straight through your top five and my top five. We'll close this out. You don't, you don't yeah, do every yeah. other. Let's do every other. No. Oh, come too, on. Too long. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh, so I'm going to read my honorable mention just because it's so much. All right. I'm just going to read off. No comments. Blind, blindside, Happy Gilmore, Remember the Titans, Caddyshack, Muddy Ducks, Hoop Dreams, Raging Bull, Slapshot, and Rudy. Can't believe no one mentioned Raging Bull. I, I really consider it. No one, mentioned, no one mentioned my ducks either, I don't think. Yeah, that was another one that surprised me. All right. All right, so I have a question for the judges. Is wrestling a sport? Because that that determines my top five. I think for movies it is, yeah. All right, so League of Their Own Own is also an honorable mention. My number five is The Wrestler. Have you ever seen that? Um, I have. Yes, I, um, I like it mostly because I have a friend who actually got into, was actually an independent wrestler for a little bit. And it's very, very realistic with uh, the wrestler that is. It's very realistic with this stuff. So, um, and then I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Darren Aronowski, who is the director. Um, love I his thought movies. you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say Nacho Libre or Ready to Rumble. <laughs> no, I did not include. That. Although Nacho Libre should probably be um, be in my honorable mentions. Um, number four, Field of Dreams. Um, for a lot of reasons, I'm sure everybody else picked it. Great movie. Never seen it. Never seen it. You've got to nah, see it. That's a I don't classic. Mess all that stuff. Why? Because it's serious. Too serious. Too whatever. Uh, all right. Uh, number three, Sandlot. Um, that's a classic. Also, oh, yeah. hopefully, it's not. Too, it's not too serious for Ross. Um, definitely not too serious for Ross. Dodgeball. Love mm. dodgeball. Great mm. movie. You know, has has everything. Um, and then. Um, <laughs> I would be remiss if if uh, I did not have Rocky number one because mm. I'm from Philadelphia. It's big in Philadelphia. My 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 dad's all time favorite. I've seen him a thousand times. Uh, but great movie, um, and definitely represents the city that I was born in. So I got to put it number one. I'm interested to hear yours. Really am. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll do some. I'll do some. Um, I don't know, mention. I guess after I bashed it, but I mean, Point Break. It's not. I don't really think it's a sports movie, but it has a lot of surfing, and I, that's my that's one of my favorite movies. We had, I was kind of part of a little uh, hipster design indie crowd when I lived in Raleigh after college, and we had a lot of theme parties we'd go to. I was part of, it was part of this whole design crowd, architecture crowd I was into, and my buddies threw a Point Break theme party. So we dressed up as characters from Point Break, and we played Point Break on a large, on like a big screen projector screen. For the whole movie, I was really into it in my early twenties. One of the best movies uh, out there. Uh, Remember the Titans is an honorable mention, and Mighty Ducks. And Mighty Ducks is great. I mean, that, that might be in my top five, but I had to take out some stuff. All right, let's go. I'll go one through five here. Let me kind of order them. Um, we'll go Miracle number five. Story of Good the uh, American hockey team. Good also, movie. That's a great movie. I'll go um, Rookie of the Year four. Classic. I mean, I I think I grew up in the like the '90s was like the perfect era for some of these movies. Rookie of the Year, Mighty Ducks, my number three choice, Sandlot. Uh, you're the perfect age to kind of relate to those type of uh, sports comedies. So we got um, Miracle, Rookie of the Year, Sandlot. I'll go Talladega Nights, number two, classic Will Ferrell movie. So many great one-liners. Came out when I was in college, dressed up as. Uh, those characters for Halloween one year in Chapel Hill. Uh, just a really good movie. Kind of Southern and, and Charlotte and whatnot. And then number one, 
Caddyshack. Uh, classic. Like Caddyshack, yes, classic. Uh, obviously, golf movie. I mean, you got to throw I mean, the Adam Sandler golf movie is a good one, too. Yeah, uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore yeah. is a great one. Some of these were hard to leave off. I'm, you know, I'm surprised that you have – I don't want to hear it now. I'll wait until our next podcast. But I'm surprised that you have a clear-cut number one Christmas. I have two that I know that I'm going to struggle to decide who goes one who goes two. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to rack my brain. I could only think of this one. Um, I mean, I'm not going to put some like, like what's the what's the goofy? That's the real serious Christmas movie that everyone watches. Uh, uh, is it Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? Yeah, or no, or It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah, that one. Like, yeah. I'm not going to put like those. I don't even know. I didn't even see those. So, yeah. um, uh, now I'm I'm googled it. I see some ones that might put in there. Uh, yeah, ooh, I'm not. Okay, I'm not going to put those two that we just mentioned on there. That's yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm seeing some uh, some good ones now. There's a lot. All oh, right, yeah. good stuff. That was that was a good uh, episode. Sorry for the uh, laughter there. Um, and uh, I think we have some good info there on Criswell and uh, and Pinder. All right, we'll do one next week. I think we'll do one every week leading up to National Sign Day, the week of National Sign Day. What we'll probably do is either do an emergency podcast that day after all the work is done or the next morning, I imagine. What do you think, Don? Yeah, um, might be better to do one afterwards. Like after, Wednesday night, maybe? Yeah, either Wednesday night or, or yeah, Thursday morning or something. We'll figure it out. Yeah, get it out as quick as possible. We probably Next week will be the preview. We'll do a, we'll do a National Sign Day preview podcast and get that out so you have everything set for the upcoming week. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. For Don, I'm Ross Martin. We'll uh, catch you next time. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by T-Shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.